Welcome everyone to Dingin' Corners, a baseball video and podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I am Nate. We are here with Jimbo. What's up, everybody? Let's go. Let's go. And uh, we are ready to talk some baseball today. So the big news from this pack week, pack, pack week, past week, was obviously Domingo Herman, who threw a perfect game. Now. Uh, we should stayed here. You know, I, I covered it a little bit in the daily slab for Friday. Um, I didn't get too deep into it cause I don't usually like talking about things I don't like talking about, but <laughs> Domingo Herman is a pretty bad dude. And it should be mentioned here while we're talking about it is that, you know, he put hands on his wife. Um, he got suspended 81 games for it. He's not a good guy. Uh, Jimbo and I are both married dudes mm-hmm. and just the idea of, hitting your wife is like the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Mm-hmm. So we are going to talk about him. We're going to talk about his cards, but that in no way, shape or form means we like the guy. Very well put. Yeah. Um, now he obviously did throw a perfect game the other day against the A's. A's are an atrocious team, but he throws 99 pitches, nine strikeout, 99 pitch, perfect game which is crazy throwing a Maddox but uh but perfect game Maddox you know Greg Maddox was always throwing complete games under under 100 pitches mm-hmm. he did a perfect game under 100 pitches with nine strikeouts still which is crazy what's crazier what's crazier to me is I went and looked up his the last perfect game which was Felix Hernandez Mm-hmm. And I compared their statistics and I compared their card prices. So let's start out with Domingo Herman's career statistics here, Jimbo. Let's hear them. And um, and then we'll go from there, okay? All right, so Domingo Herman, we don't have to go too much lower. Career. Well, for starters, he's 30 years old. He's almost 31. August 4th, 1992. So he's almost a 31-year-old. His career is four wins above replacement. 440 ERA in 495 innings. Hasn't thrown 500 innings. Has a pretty atrocious ERA. Has only been worth four wins above replacement in his career. All right. So, you know, pretty meh. If you mm-hmm. have a hot start here or there. Oh, that's that's annoying. I'm going to turn on the uh, do not disturb real quick. Um his spot start here and there, sure, but you know, 81 innings, and that's with a perfect game, driving his ERA down to 4.54 this year. Nothing really too exciting about Domingo Herman at all, in the slightest. I agree. Then you have Felix Hernandez. All right, so he was the last guy 11 years ago. He threw a perfect game, and you go and you check this out, and we scroll up a little bit. Career, 49.7 wins above replacement. So 45.7 more wins above replacement than Domingo Herman. 3.42 ERA. That's almost an entire run lower than Domingo Herman's career ERA. But he did it in 2,000 and almost two or 2,000 and like 300 more innings about. Maybe a, lo- a little less, but you get the point. Between 22 and 2,300 more innings in his career. For one lower ERA, 45 more wins above replacement. And not only that, but if you, uh, oh, right here, he has a little thing called a Cy Young Award. Six All-Star Games, two ERA titles. You know, you scroll down here, 
227 ERA and 249 innings, his Cy Young Award winning year at the age of 24. 214 ERA, 236 innings, somehow didn't win the Cy Young. Um, so Felix Hernandez, he's insanely good, right? Just just insanely good uh, pitcher that obviously stopped at 33. And so, you know, you have that like longevity thing that didn't happen with him. But yeah, I guess I didn't. I didn't realize that he retired at 33. Yeah, you know, he kind of he kind of lost a, you know, he threw a ton of innings. I mean, look at this. 22 yeah. 20 20 years old, 191 innings. 21, 190, 200, 238, 249, 233, 232, 204, 236. This is the poster boy for why people baby their pitchers nowadays because by the time he was, you know, 29, 30, he was losing it. It's crazy that they called him up at 19 and basically had a full season, what, in at 20 years old. I remember him coming up when we were like when we were younger. He was the guy. Him and Verlander uh like came up at like around the same time. And those two were always like uh, absolutely amazing. I remember the SP authentic autos. Remember those? Like the duel. Mm-hmm. And I remember I wanted one so bad as a kid, uh, the Felix Hernandez, because he was just awesome. And he had that swag to him, like the tilted. King Felix, so good. So yeah. good. Um, all right, so check this out real quick. So we've covered their stats, right? We know how much better Felix Hernandez is. The only the only comparison between the two of them is that they both thrown a perfect game. In fact, they're the last two pitchers in MLB history to throw perfect games. That's the only comparison. You want to look at their prices? Yes. All right, so... Here we have, I believe this is Domingo Herman. So here we have Domingo Herman base autos. Now, obviously, some of these went down. A green going for 75. Um, but we're going to, uh, purple going for 67. But we're going to jump into the the hype here. Uh, the first base auto that was, the base autos that were selling uh, right after, you know, auction, 89 bucks, right? $85, June 29th, $50. but we had $108, you know, prices of insane prices. So anywhere between 80 and a hundred dollars, a lot of them were going for, right? So that's crazy to me that a base auto would be going for that much. Despite a perfect game. So, okay. So you say, all right, he threw a perfect game. Here are the prices. Well, what do we expect to happen from there? We obviously expect it to go down, but then you look at, you look at Felix Hernandez prices and what has he done in his career? He has pitched 2,200 more innings. He has an entire ERA, one run ERA lower. He has a Cy Young award and he also has a perfect game. So he is comparable in the perfect game market, but he also obviously has all of the other accolades that Domingo Herman does not have. Now look at his Bowman Chrome models, PSA eight, uh, 85 bucks. PSA 9 of the same card, $65. Uh, a refrigerator autograph instead of a refractor autograph, June 23rd, $150. <laughs> um, but, like, look, $80, $65, $85. PSA 8, PSA 9, and uh, raw. So let's just say, 
you know, maybe this one sold low, the PSA 9. Maybe this one sold high. Let's say a raw is going for 75 bucks or whatever, right? Domingo Herman prices were higher than that after one perfect game. And you look at you look at what Felix Hernandez did in his career, and obviously it's a what have you done for me lately, but there was no hype around Domingo Herman outside of this one perfect game. He doesn't have anywhere close to the career numbers that Felix Hernandez has. Um, and yet people are spending more money on Domingo Herman cards because of one game, one game that Felix Hernandez also had. Like it's it's insane. It's insane to me what people do. And look. I understand. If you want to tell me, hey, we just want to celebrate this achievement that a Yankees pitcher did by getting this card on the same day or the day after, okay, so be it. Mm-hmm. So be it. Like, that's cool. Um, but if this is if this is a card that you are buying today and then going to look to sell later because you're just overreacting to the hype, you're throwing away tons of money. Yeah. That's tough. Um I mean, there's just so much other like there's so many other things you could you could buy. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a Bowman Chrome Domingo Hermano auto either. You could find a rookie of some sort. Yeah, just like I don't know. That's crazy to me also that Felix is that cheap because man, he was he was I mean, so does, dominant. It doesn't help. You know, he's 37 right now. He should still be pitching. Justin mm-hmm. Verlander is still pitching. Max Scherzer's still pitching, right? Like, there's a lot of guys who turn 37 and are still pitching in the majors, not retired four years ago at the age of 33. So that obviously doesn't help. But it's just crazy how the last you compare the last two guys to throw perfect games, and the one has all the accolades in the world, and the other one has literally nothing, four wins above replacement by the time he's turned 31 in the MLB. And then you get, you get. Yeah. What were uh, Domingo's prices before the the perfect game? Did you have those? Uh, because in my mind, it's like, man, who's paying more than like fifteen dollars for that? Like, he's nothing special. Let me he find out. Like- also, a little bit of news to me that I did not realize until we got a comment in the comment section was that I accidentally went live instead of recording. So we're doing a live. We're doing nice. a live uh, video right now. Let's go. Who knew? Uh, Aaron's probably going to love that when he finds out. Garrett, thanks for joining. Felix was awesome <laughs> as a pitcher for the Mariners. Um, what a wild – I don't remember – I don't know why this is – what I'm confused about is why this is recording. That's why I accidentally went on the Slab Stock Sundays with special guest Adam from Vilgraphs. Well – Aaron's going to find out later that I messed this up. That being said, we are live, and so that's pretty cool. Um, Uri Perez, or yeah. not Uri Perez. You want Felix Hernandez. No, you yeah, want Jermaine German. Yeah, Bay what was autos the- before, before, okay, let's go back. Let's say <clears throat> May 13th, Purple Auto PSA 9 selling for $10 on auction. May 12th, Base Auto selling for $9.50. Blue Auto, April 25th, on auction, $47. So, they've gone up substantially. Yeah. Eight times. This is a good reminder. Always have everything listed. You never know. Because 
Domingo, Domingo Herman, his two games before that perfect game was absolutely atrocious. And the fact that he threw a perfect game, prices go up. You might be too late to list them because people are going to react as soon as they see that. So you want everything listed if you can. Yep. Yep. Just have it listed. If you don't have it listed, you can't sell it. You might not even know you have it. That's true. A lot of times I don't know I have it. Yeah. I guess too. that's a good way to get sales is to just just or know what you have is just listed on eBay and eBay can be your uh eBay can be your organization tool. Yeah. By searching. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, just a real quick recap from that conversation. Um should really should really uh if it is for a collection standpoint, I find it okay to buy Domingo Herman in this instance. If you're like, I want to have something that reminds me of his perfect game and where I was at when I was when I watched it, all right. If this is, I'm overreacting to the Domingo Herman news and I think he's about to become the best pitcher in the world and you're planning on selling it later for hopefully a profit because he threw a perfect game, so he must be amazing. I have other news for you. Um... And uh, welcome to the six legends that are watching this right now. Uh, Let's go. Definite, definite mistake on my end for accidentally broadcasting this instead of recording it. So this is like a special uh, presentation that I have no idea if I'm going to be able to uh, download later, but that's okay. Um, let's move on to the next topic of conversation, and that is Uri Perez. So uh, if Jimbo, if you paid attention, obviously... Ruiz Stud, here, um, one thirty four oh. ERA, two point two wins above replacement in forty seven innings, fifty four strikeouts. We got to get rid of this uh, Taiwan Walker. Add um, three twenty four ERA plus, which is incredible. And look at this WHIP nine point seven or point nine seven nine. Only six hits per nine innings. Under three walks per nine innings, 10.3 strikeouts, 0.8 home runs per nine. Like, you know, when you see that guy and it's like, yeah, he's one of the best two relievers in baseball with Andrew Painter, right? And then and then you get him called up, and sure enough, he's one of the best two pitching prospects in baseball along with Andrew Painter, and he's just been carving up teams. 20 years old. Um, and, since you're on, um, real quick question. Uh, since you're on this page, can you click the splits? I'm curious yes, on what the home. Yeah, because he pitched, you know, Marlins ballpark is massive. He, that ballpark is perfect for him. So I was wondering if it's, I know he's been really good the entire time. Well, I mean, he's been really good home and away. It's pretty much even. Five games home, 102 plate appearances. 566 OPS, four games away, 83 plate appearances, 592 OPS. So, uh, uh, what's interesting is he's striking a lot more guys out at home than he is on, on the road and hmm. walking more guys, but he's still getting pretty similar stats. I mean, you have a guy putting up a 592 or giving up a 592 OPS, you're very happy about that. Yeah. What is that? That ain't for me. <laughs> the, uh, no! No, don't click on it. 
<laughs> How do I get rid of it? There's an X over there. <laughs> there uh, for Perez, they're actually. I remember hearing something. They're they're trying to control his innings because they, you know, they might make the playoffs this year, so they want him for the. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Garrett commented, Uri and Sandy can be absolutely deadly in the playoffs, and I am curious about that because if we go back to overview here, actually, no, I want minor league stats. Sorry, minor league stats. Like when we look up, we look up his innings pitched here 78 one year 77 31 all right so he's at uh 31 this year and he's at 47 in the majors so he is already at 78 innings in a year the max he's thrown before that is 77 yeah i mean how many more innings do they want to give him will he get up to 120 i don't think he's going to be past 120 yeah. So realistically, what they should probably do is second half of the year, have him be a reliever out of the pen uh, to control those innings. Otherwise, you're going to go from a, a 77 innings. If he pitches every five days and pitches five uh, five innings every game, um, you know, he'll be he'll be up to 100 innings within, you know, four games, which is and then he'll be up to 120 innings and eight more starts. You probably don't want that, especially if you're looking for the playoffs. Yeah, that's an interesting one. It's like exactly like the uh, Felix Hernandez situation when he was getting called up and using him as a workhorse early. Because, I mean, Perez, I mean, he came up, he debuted at age 20. That is not easy. No, it's not. And to dominate like he did age 20. Now, here's interesting. Does does Perez not have any autos? I thought he had an auto. Ooh, I don't know that. Does he not have cards? Anything of his. I thought he I thought he had picked up cards last year. Why am I am I insane? He must not have any Bowman cards. Too young? Yeah. Weird. In my head, I always thought he had Bowman cards, and now I'm finding out that he does not. So there's not much to be made about his prices. We will wait and see. Uh, we will wait and see when those cards come out. But if he's pitching like this, because um, he has optic and prism and stuff like that, or, or leaf or whatever, um, non non licensed cards. If he's pitching like this, and then his cards come out, obviously he's not going to get a Bowman first anymore, which should help his tops Chrome rookies, his tops Chrome update. I, it'll probably be tops chrome update this year i'll be curious to watch that because if he's not getting a bowman first and it's going straight into tops chrome rookie autos that could be huge i should probably buy some cards because i always pull marlins pitchers it's my one skill in life is pulling marlins pitchers and even though when i don't want to so finally there's a marlins pitcher i want to pull and i'm probably not going to be able to pull him you never know yeah i'm glad you brought him up though yeah um, I only have one last thing to do today, and that is, oh, open my box update blaster box. While we're answering this question from M Clippers, thoughts on bottom top hundred players say seventy five to one hundred after the draft and falling off the list. Time to buy. Um, that's a good thought that I've never really had before. I always think about guys moving up from the back end of the top hundred. I've never really thought about. 
hey, here's this borderline top 100 guy that once the draft happens, there's going to be, you know, eight, 10 guys getting slotted into the top 100. And all of a sudden, the last eight to 10 guys are going to drop off the back. Um, ooh, I think I might have a little, a little color, a little orange here. No way. Well, Top's flagship. Oh, so okay. we'll find out. Um, honestly, that's not a bad idea. Orange foil. Okay. Okay. Let's uh, let's check this out. Oh, out of 50. Taylor Hearn out of 50. So a Father's Day blue or a pink. And Jaron Duran. Jaron Duran rookie debut. He's had right. a great year. I'll take it. So Taylor Hearn, pink Mother's Day, and a Jaron Duran foil board out of 299 rookie debut. They do say hangers are bangers. And it looks like they are. Hangers are bangers. Dude, he's having a great year this year. He switched to swing up. That kid, uh, he got my approval of the, the green check mark. Jaron Duran has the Jimbo Jimbo Reyes uh, stamp of approval. Yeah, like I even had him on my dynasty team or fantasy team. That says a lot. Interesting. Let's well, let's check it out while we're while we got some time here. Um, let's check out Jaron Duran's stats real quick. Dude, I gotta I like say it. the whole the whole this being live on accident really threw me off. I like it, got, it though. I got like start. But I think I think this should just be a thing. Maybe we just do a yeah. live thing in corners and then put it up for video and podcast later. I mean, and then we can get questions from people. That that's the re- like I love. I can't see the question bar or anything on my screen, but I um, think if you, go, last. if you wait, you can't see the comment section. Uh uh-uh. Oh, weird. Um. So Jared Duran, yeah, doing really well. Seven eighty seven OPS, one eleven OPS plus. Uh, 292, 347, 441. We got what's his strikeout rate? 21 doubles, three home runs. Um, I don't know his uh strikeout rate unless that is you know, Fangraphs has it up real easily, and I should have just used them. Um, it's okay. This dude's a burner. That the reason why I like this kid is because he has a lot of like the framework, he's fast, good center field. Well, decent center field. Um, and if he can just figure out that hit tool, man, it's playing at Boston. <sighs> All right. So he is striking out 29% of the time, which is, you know, a concern. <laughs> but he is walking a little bit better than he did last year. He's hitting for a little bit more power. 142 ISO last year, 149 this year. But obviously a gigantic 412 BABIP. Um so if you're asking me what should I do with this Jaron Duran, I am going to find out what it goes for on eBay and sell it instantaneously because I'm not <laughs> holding on to a dude with a 412 BABIP and only a 787 OPS. Even if he's fine. interesting, even if he's good, still no chance. This one might haunt you, though. No, I don't think so. Breaking <laughs> out 30% of the time, still not really getting to any power. I mean, a 149 OP or ISO is, I'm pretty sure, still below average. I think yeah. average is like 160. What is there a way to do splits on this? Because he started off hot and then he was very cold, and now he's just now figuring it back, like figuring it back out. So I'm All wondering right, so if there's adjustment there. March, April, 13 games, 396 average. Uh, 
May, 89 at bats, 236 average, and then June, uh, hitting 292 in June um, with the most walks in a month. Not a ton of power, though. Six doubles in the month would be his lowest amount of extra base hits. So he would have to he'd have to hit quite a few extra base hits tonight to uh, pass May's extra base hit total. But the strikeout, okay, so he had 21 strikeouts this month and 32. I don't know the math on that for the at-bats. Yeah, me neither. And I don't think I don't think we're going to find it either. Yeah, I mean it's nothing like it's not like a drastic change. So because that's that's one thing I worry about is the strikeouts because that will get you back in the minors real quick. Yep. Which speaking of guys in the minors, Bryce Durang was dropped down and now he's brought back up, and Luis uh, Luis Arias has been dropped down to the minors. So really, yeah the the Brewers are running a the Brewers are running a. Um, The uh, second, the third worst offense in the MLB. Yeah, I always, no offense, I always do streamers against the Brewers for for fantasy. I'm not, I'm, I'm not offended in the slightest. Yeah, I mean they have a. It's what started out as a a, a decent offense has turned into, okay, what's Christian Yelich doing? He's and been pretty much nobody else. Uh, Christian Yelich has been incredible. In fact, let's uh let's take a. a <laughs> A brief, a brief sidetrack here. I was going to go somewhere brief. else. No, this is going to be 10 minutes. No, no, this is going to be brief. This is going to be brief. I promise. I promise. <laughs> Joey um, Weimer, he's been hot. Joey Weimer has been hot. I'm not even going to pull it up, but in the last 28 days, Christian Yelich has a 909 OPS. Yeah. So there you go. What's Weimer doing? I, I am curious because I've never, I haven't looked at his stats, but I just know he's been playing better and I just, I like data to back up. Yeah. Um, so Joey Weimer is currently 685 OPS, which is um, better than it has been, but not as good as it was when he was really hot. Hitting 210, 281 on base percentage, 403 slugging. This is kind of one of those like slow burns, mm-hmm. I think, towards being a, a solid MLB player because the defense is so good. I think he will figure it out and will become one of those you know, 250, 260 hitters that gets on base like 340 and slugs like 450. And you look up and he's hovering around 800 OPS with great defense for a number of years, like a very acceptable player, but nothing, uh, nothing like that maybe screams superstar, but also guys you'd love to have on your team. Let's travel on down to the end of this list real quick to answer M Clippers. Yeah, I am curious here. And we've got, so bottom 75, Drew Gilbert, Ben Brown, Emmett Sheehan, Jefferson Cuero, Kobe Mayo, Oscar Colas, Kate Cavalli, Mason Miller, Ryan Pepiot, Austin Wells, Elijah Green, uh, Sedane Rafaela, Robbie Snelling, Jet Williams, Justin Crawford, Nick York, Miguel Blyce, Jacob Masierkowski. I did not know he made it on the top 100, so shout out. Christian Encarnacion Strand. Um, I didn't realize Blyce made it on here either. Uh Nick Frasso, Jack Leiter. That's super disappointing. If you are the Texas Rangers and you draft Jack Leiter, it's supposed to be like one of the best pitching prospects ever. And then you fast forward to today and he's the 95th prospect instead of like the third prospect. Yeah. That's disappointing. Yanko Fernandez. What'd you say? Kumar Rockers hasn't been doing well either. Yeah, and, And now he's injured out for the year. Yep. 
Yankwell Fernandez, Brian Wu, My kid. Ro Robert Hassel III, Anthony Solomedo, and Carson Wisenhunt. Okay, Carson Wisenhunt is not a baseball name, for starters. That dude's dropping off the list <laughs> like, in two seconds. If you He's told me Carson well. Wisenhunt was a backup QB or a like long snapper, I'd believe you. You're thinking of Charlie Whitehurst. That, I was thinking the same thing when I saw that name, and that is the reason why you think that. It doesn't it look like an NFL player's name? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Um, so what was the question again? Like, are these guys a buy when they drop off the list? or? So the question is, thoughts on bottom top 100 players, say 75 to 100 after the draft and falling off the list, time to buy. So the idea mm -hmm. is, you know, these guys are down here, and we're going to get draft guys that people are going to be really hyped on, and the MLB pipeline is going to be hyped on them. So they're going to play some high in this list. And that's going to drop everyone down, and there's going to be, you know, six, seven guys that drop completely off the list. So the idea is instead of buying them now, per se, instead of buying Jack Leiter right now, wait until he drops off the list because of draftees coming in and then buying and then hoping that he just gets put back on it. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm more on performance than anything, but I think uh, a lot of these players will graduate off the list because a lot of them are have debuted. So I don't know if it will cut even. I don't know how many. I don't know. This draft is pretty loaded. I know there's like probably 10, 10 players that might make this list right off the rip. Yeah. Which, you know, that means Miguel Blyce on down, instantly gone. Yeah. Which is crappy because, you know, in this house, we uh, support Jacob Misirowski. He's he's filthy. Dude, the – um. Yeah, pull up his stuff. Just throw up the stats real quick here. Just a casual 115 ERA and 15 innings with 20 strikeouts and a new level. No big deal. Now, I will say, after having just looked at Uri Perez's stats, it's like, um, who really cares? But still, I think. Uh I just thought of something that I meant to bring up to you a while ago. You know how double A in the Southern League? Or what? Yeah, I think it's called the Southern. They're using the tack balls. Okay. The pre-tack, like they already have all the stuff on. It's not the mud. It's yeah. the well. Any, anyways, like the the break on those balls have just been like crazy, and all the hitting stats have been down a ton. Oh, so I just need Jacob to get to double A, and then he's really going to dominate. Well, this is more on the other side of that because they actually are getting rid of it. Oh. And I uh, forget, like sometime in, I think, July, but they're getting rid of it. But what I was saying, like what I was thinking was, who are the hitters that are in that league that have been doing well? Oh, that's a good idea. Or players, which we haven't talked about a lot. What is what, Who is a player that maybe hasn't done very well in the Southern League that might blow up after they get rid of these balls and everything's fair, like even again? Who's one player that comes to mind? Because there's two that you should know right off the rip, but who's the first one that you're thinking of? Uh, you tell me because I'm not going to. Jackson Cheerio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Jefferson uh, Cuero. Well, he's okay. Yeah. So on opposite ends of the spectrum there. Cuero, killing it. Cheerio, not killing it. But the tacked baseball leaving should help both of them. Yes. Which, who knows, they might both be undervalued because of the fact that 
they're facing harder competition. So they might get a bump up just getting rid of those baseballs. Yeah. And that's interesting. I, yeah. I should be buying, I should be finally picking up my Jackson Churio auto. Uh... I, I, I don't have any of his autos. Um, but after hearing this, I think this is the time where it's like the last time he'll kind of have a struggle. Cause he's actually doing decent. I mean, he's eight. Well, how old is he? 18 or something. Churio. Yeah. 19. 19 years old and double a is already nuts. Yes, it is. And there's a reason why even when he's struggling, he hasn't been dropped down the, uh, cause like 727 OPS. While that's disappointing. It's not the end of the world. Dude, he should be in like he should be in single A. He should like be low A. He would have he would be in his first year out of high school, right? You know, in in he would be in rookie ball right now. And he would be hitting probably like five fifty. Yeah. So definitely not too concerned about Jackson Trio, but I am excited. Maybe I'll try to find you know, they have other cards than just Bowman Chrome. No, never heard of him. So so I might try to buy a uh never heard of him you know, a Bowman Platinum or whatever they have out there, uh, Bowman Heritage Chrome Auto or something that's still on card that's still nice that isn't, you know, $200 a base auto. Yeah. Dude, I like this live thing. I think this is the way to go. I don't know the dynamics of, like, trying to pull it for for podcasts or anything. I have no idea. I'm, I know I can. I know I can. Now, I will I will be curious as to what Aaron thinks about having to reset up the uh, live for Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, but what are you going to do? I don't remember just clicking. What's weird is I don't remember just clicking on any random thing. I always start one. So I don't know. I don't I'm not even 100% sure how I got in here or remember doing it. But that being said, I don't have anything left for today. I have. a Yeah. Well, you got to get this list off the screen because I'm just going to start talking about every player. And then, yeah, there we go. There we go. You know me. Um. I think that's all I have. That's all I have for today. You have anything else? I don't have anything else. Okay. Uh, next week we are going to be talking about. Um, futures. Yeah, futures. The futures game. So we're going to be talking about the futures game next week. And to Garrett, Will, and M Clippers, and Will said, "Yo, fellas, Nate, I think Arizona Cardinals had a coach named Wizen Hunt a few years back. So that would be why." Oh I- yeah. That would be why he seems like a football name. Um, to you guys, I commented, thank you, legendary. And to everyone else who showed up and watched, uh, this was unplanned mistake on my part to broadcast this, but I think we're actually on to something here. So uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And thank you, everyone, who's watching on video and podcast later on. Appreciate you all joining in. And we will talk to you next Friday. Deuces. <laughs>